Welcome to the SQL Podcast, episode 46. My name is Andrew Mayock, and I am here with the best fucker I know, Black Mamba Edition 2. If you have not heard the first one, go out, go listen to the first one, because that was crazy and insane, getting an understanding about this awesome human being who has been through so much in life and has really had a plethora of experiences and really breaks down his upbringing and childhood and gives him some gives us some perspective about gym moving and really some good mindsets about how he got on his journey from being a skinny indian dude to being a fucking basically world-class fucking playboy movement coach and just an all-round fucking badass motherfucker and we're here today to spread the love again but this today we're going to be talking about gangbangs stripping running our own sex party and all the debaucherous activities from fucking conscious orgies all the way to everything you can imagine under the sun and everyone always asks me is this shit real? Then I've got someone right here who was beside me most of the time in these fucking insane situations to break all the fucking sex down. So today is going to be basically a lot based around sexuality and the parties we used to run and all this stuff. But yeah, if you haven't listened to the background a little bit more about Sim, where he's at, this is like part two about his background as well and then tying it all together. But yeah, also if you want some more information about um, what we do at Sexual Quantum Leap and you want to have these crazy stories for yourself, um, all you have to do is check out sexualquantumleap.com, send us an email, we would love to hear from you. But I'm here with the gangbanger, the mover, the shaker, the breaker, and the earthquake himself, Sim fucking Big Daddy Cock, Black Mamba, Sim. Do, 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 do. It's a fucking pleasure to be here. That's all I can say. <laughs> Another introduction from hell. So, <laughs> where we left off last time was when we were starting to conceptualize the idea of like, fuck, we can actually start to run our own sex parties. Yeah, totally. And I think there was a few preliminary events that kind of led to us conceptualizing that we could actually run it and it wasn't that hard to organize the logistics around it but I think there was a mental shift that needed to happen and I think you really headed that mental shift you were like on it you were like we can make this fucking happen remember every day you were like you you painted this picture in our heads like we're gonna have the all these girls at our knees and we're gonna be standing there like gods and they're gonna be looking up to us they're going to be fucking in kinky outfits, so we're going to be standing there looking like fucking Mac Daddies. They're going to be bowing down to us, like, in this just like this kind of like conceptualized kind of art form kind of way. And God behold, I don't know, did it happen? Holy shit, did it happen? Not to mention, Sim and I, Sim started his own fucking stripping company at one stage and he got a skinny um, white boy like me involved, which was always funny when we were at these um, events together and they'd be like, oh yeah, cool, Sim's a stripper, but who's the guy he brought along, you know? I'm like, what do you mean? Sim was always telling me, hit the gym, mate, you got to get a little bit bigger, it's not going to be fucking believable, but we pulled it off. There was a drum that one night that we're practicing for these girls. Oh, dude, that's another story, but Jesus, let's let's go back, yeah, so, I'll go back to the what you just said. So, I'm very much a visionary, I'm like, oh, let's do this. Sim, can you see this, man? Me and you, like, I'm standing next to you, you're standing next to me, and we've got like like four or six girls at our feet, and we're looking like bosses. And we're like, yeah, we can kind of see that back when we're a little bit like going out there talking to lots of women and making it happen. Like, 
guys can go out there and meet women and stuff like that and have dates but we like had this idea whatever we um, have in our mind the like we see it here in the visual realm and then all of a sudden it happens in the physical realm and then we really really like like i was pretty fucking obsessed with it at the time so i was like yeah it sounds cool man <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden we had that and then I, I remember this is like fast forwarding a lot of the story but one of the sex parties we ran we looked at each other as we had four girls lining up on their knees in front of us and then someone's taking a photo me and him me and sim looked at each other like with masks on going dude it's actually happening and then we see these girls on their knees with their asses in the air and we did like a promo video for the sex party and shit like that and sim was the fucking um the mascot like you want a good looking black dude you don't want some skinny fucking white dude you know like on the fucking mascot <laughs> so that's that's, that's shit but I directed it alright he was a, he was he was definitely the, uh, the director he had like a whiteboard and he had like all the scenes outlined he was like we're gonna do this the candles are gonna be here you're gonna be rubbing here you're gonna be there he already had the mastermind of the whole he was conceptualizing the whole thing like a fucking artist it was so funny he was so so into it like it was amazing and I was just go along his lead because he was just like like championing that because he loved it you can generally see that he loved the artistic format of directing all the scenes and i'm like that's fucking sick and it pulled out amazingly and we had a great uh videographer helping us as well which is awesome shout out to bluey my man james blue james alexander but with all that being said what that photo represented not even just when we ran that second i think it was the second one i think it was that mm-hmm. it was just standing there next to each other at this sex party because we we're just like we'll, we'll jump back in a second but standing there next to each other go holy fuck from being two dudes like from a fucking bogan carpenter to sim being a skinny fucking indian to like having like no wealth behind it to making this happen out of thin air and we looked at each other like dude the only people who get to do this shit is like Dan Belzerian and fucking guys who have money and guys who run high-end sex parties. Apart from that, who the fuck gets to do this shit? So that was inspiring knowing that we built this up from scratch and we could do this in a heartbeat if we wanted to. But we'll actually probably do a third one, um, third podcast, how we actually quit all this shit because we go, you know what? There's a lot more to life than strippers, gangbangs, fucking, yeah, Str- like being a stripper or fucking sim with all the strippers that he's been with and like the fucking whirlwind adv- um, adventures that we've both had overseas and stuff like that. It's it's insane. And at the same time, we're 28, 29, but yeah, let's get back to, yeah, so the big thing for that was like, if you visualize something and you really internally believe it, you can make it happen. But we fucking hustled to make that happen as well. Like with meeting women, understanding the psychology, getting fucking heartbroken, going through shit, so many rejections, women saying no, women saying we're ugly, Sim going on dates with chicks that I fucking picked up. Do you remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. There was, there was so much in between. But yeah, back to like the mindset and creating a vision and being able to believe in yourself and break that mental block, that that is something that was profound. And I think that was probably a good, that was probably a nice cornerstone, like visionary to action, to like manifestation thing that is actually embedded with me definitely and with you for sure, that we can actually make the most ridiculous things happen if we put our minds to it. And if we actually commit to it and be like, we're going to create a plan, we're going to break this down systematically, how are we going to come from this vision and get to this objective? And then you, I remember you sitting there with your spreadsheet and you were sitting there with your spreadsheet. You, one of the first things I remember you doing, 
He created this spreadsheet with like colors and names and like potential leads and who, how many how many girls each guy had to bring and who was how we going to qualify them and what was the qualifying list of the questions we needed to ask the guys to make sure they were the right type of guys to come to the party. Yet all this systematically broken down and. I remember looking at you one day when I was coming to, we used to live together in Brunswick and this nice three bedroom house. And I came downstairs one day, he was up early in the morning. <laughs> he was meant to be doing his work, but he wasn't. He just had this spreadsheet opened up and he just kept going on like, well, I made the spreadsheet, but there's nothing in the spreadsheet yet. It was he just kept telling me, I made the spreadsheet. I'm like, cunt, I'm like, cunt, fill the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's my name and your name. That's all we need and 10 girls. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a dirty gangbang. Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the manifestation of the vision, massively profound. You can make it happen if you put action to it and if you set your intention to it and you just follow, follow through with it. You can make anything fucking happen. But it doesn't just happen like that. It happens with, you know, all the trials and tribulations, as you said, all the things that we went through. It's not going to pop. Like, and it's not going to pop for everyone. Like... Depending on dependent on your journey, there's going to be a specific thing or specific realm of things that you can make pop. You know what I mean? And they're going to be out of this world. They don't all have to be gangbangs. You know, you, it could be a crazy business idea that you have. It could be a crazy sort of adventure that you want to have. But based on your experiences and the people around you, you can create that tailored made adventure, business, event, or whatever if you put the action to them to the and you put the work into it. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's go back to Deacon because I think mm. I, I think for myself that's where it really fucking started. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, as we said on the last podcast, just giving a bit of backstory. This guy had the house in an affluent um, suburb in Melbourne, and he's like, "Dude, I've got this house." As I said, it's like a nine or ten fucking bedroom house, like insane. And like he's like, "Boys, come over." And this guy, like these guys were going, like everyone coming to the party was basically due to a fucking. Um, bangers man basically due to a good with fucking chicks and they could bring fucking women and that was the prerequisite are you good with fucking women hey can you bring fucking women to the party that was the thing it was just our close mates it was probably about what seven seven of us eight of us yeah that was that was the crew back in the day but i never forget this guy who actually had the house it was his uncle's fucking house or auntie's house jesus christ man i remember the story i've got is like when i one of the first times i met him we actually was like, we went out and we met this chick like in the middle of like the street in Altona. If you don't know where Altona, it's like a suburb in the west of Melbourne. We went out there. We met a chick on the street during the day, took her to the beach together and, f- and basically fucked her together. And that was like a crazy experience of like, hey, how they say we bonded. We met this girl within 45 minutes. She's back at the house at our house, oh, an hour actually. She's back at the house. And then she's like, oh, cool. So... I'm not going to have sex with both of you guys, am I? She actually said that while she's sitting on the couch and we're both sitting there looking at each other going, mm-hmm, it's yeah. on. So we're both in the shower with her and here I'm like, that's a dude where I fucking slid his cock into a pussy. But that was the guy who we started this fucking, um, yeah, project fucking, what do we call Deacon, it? Deacon, Project Deacon. So that's how I knew him and then yep, we all met. Yep, and f- yep. I, I remember the first time, yeah, I met him and, the, and, a, and a bunch of guys as well. I was at the dinner in Richmond that... Mm that I think you created. Oh, yeah. You, you, you pretty much got all these dudes together uh, that you thought were at the same level, same mindset, and thought they were just cool dudes that were worth knowing each other. And you, you just organized a dinner at the Richmond Hotel and you were like, these dudes need to meet. So everyone got together at like 7 p.m. on a, I can't remember what day it was. And we had dinner together. We all met each other for the first time. We all went around the table 
standing up one at a time and saying who we were, what oh, we yeah. did. <laughs> and to look back now, you know, it was probably like six, seven years ago that that happened. And to think about the responses about who we were and what we wanted in life and why we were here was hilarious. And some of the guys stood up and goes, I'm here and I want to fuck lots of chicks. <laughs> I want to fuck as much pussy as I can. Yeah. Like, hey, at least you can grow it. I go, you sure? He goes, yep, that's it. <laughs> Angry Joe, <laughs> Ang- Angry Joe, that was his name, and um, yeah, he he was the guy that had the uh, the aunt's house that he was house sitting uh, in St Kilda, the one that had nine bedrooms, the basement, the fucking swimming pool, the fucking everything. That that's where the debauchery happened, where everyone was banging in every room, and the prerequisite was you had to bring like X amount of girls, and that's where that was actually initially where the conception of our own sex parties came from one of them yeah definitely yeah 100 because we saw this man i'll never forget like so we had like there was a one party that they had before and I, di- I didn't go to that one but i don't know where i was but then the second one that's when it really the first one was did you go to the first one no nah, I, I only went to the second one with you yeah so we went to the second one there was like a massive punch bowl what what do we put in the punch bowl we, we put we put pre-workout um this pre-workout <laughs> supplement that our friend eros uh, was actually selling at the time and it had uh you know like all the pre-workout supplements in there to recommend get you really really like high it's kind of like a like it's almost like a speedy kind of feeling it was like massive amounts of caffeine and like something called dmaa which is no longer legal but back in the day it was and i think we put like half a tub into like the punch bowl with like oh, a juice and like champagne and we bought like 30 bottles of champagne there's some yeah. videos on my laptop of it. It's hilarious. Yeah, champagne showers. Remember we cracked that song? Yeah, and yeah. we're like getting the champagne bottles and we're spraying them everywhere. We thought we'll bowl us off like $10 bottles of wine or probably less. Yeah. And we're spraying the champagne on everyone and then the women is like, it was crazy. It was, it was a real, really was a good time. And, um, yeah, that, I think, I think that really seeded an idea that, hang on a second, this shit's fucking possible. We can create parties, but we can make them way more tailored and way more sophisticated and, you know, that was like a, just like a dirty party, a gangbang party. <laughs> Do you remember that night? Like, I never forget. Like, everyone's... This, this was the moment. And it always happens at every party that I've seen. It's like, people come, and then it's like, they know what they're there for. And then all of a sudden, it has that flick moment where they go, oh, it's going to get sexual now. Now it's my turn. I never remember this. Remember, we'll call him Angry Joe, just because it'll be easy. So... Angry Joe, I'll never forget. Like, everyone's dancing, having a good time. There's a few, like, people kissing, but nothing major happening. Then all of a sudden, it was like slow motion. There's a dance floor. Everyone's fucking booming. Did you see this? He fucking runs through the middle of the dance floor with a condom, like, like full of jizz and, like, spinning it. Yeah. And there's, yeah. like, all these chicks there. They know what's happening. Half are on the fence and half, like, I'm fu- I can't wait for this moment to happen. Yeah. And all the guys, you just see him, like, run through the middle with a fucking condom full of jizz, spinning it. And basically, everyone looked at him like, it's fucking game time. So that some of the chicks fucking fucked off, but some of the chicks who stayed, like, Thank God, it's time to get yeah, fucked. Yeah, like a good 30, 40% before we fucked off and a good 60% of the chicks stayed. And I remember he ran out with with a condom <laughs> full of jizz and his dick was still hard. Like he had a full hard on naked running through the fucking party. <laughs> That's what I remember. And then like he just fucking blown 
and he is just dick was as hard as a rock running through the fucking party like <laughs> telling everyone it's gay games essentially what he was saying was it's to everyone it's time to fuck if, you, yeah. if you've come here for the right reasons you're gonna have a good time yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly about 60% of the chicks are like fuck yeah I'm on but then just the insanity of the whole situation where the beats are fucking cranking I remember still having my iPod that's how we're playing music back in the day no Spotify then and then everyone's like cool then after that what about half an hour later every single fucking room in that house was full every room I was going around to every single room and I was like Jesus fucking Christ what is happening like dudes girls everywhere what about that chick with all the tattoos oh yeah that was the one I brought (laughs) she was a beast the one that Sim brought like I remember going into a room and there's like the dude fucking this chick I'm like watching this I'm like holy fuck you fucked her didn't you yeah yeah it was it was it was real funny like yeah, it was it was absolute mayhem. Every room was taken. There was fucking showers were full, bathtubs were full. There was like five people in one bathtub. Everyone was fucking naked. It was just it was insanity. And then you go like in the pool, people were naked in the pool. There was people dancing. There was people, you know, just drinking the punch, which was sick. The punch was a real I think it was a real winner. It definitely upped the ante with that pre workout in yeah. there. <laughs> Oh, dude, seeing, yeah, that that was like insane times. And that was kind of like where it all started. Then I think we had another, did we have another one after that? I don't know if we did. Um, I don't know. I think there was a couple of smaller ones that some, maybe a few of the boys did, like uh, like just like three guys and like maybe five or six girls, that kind of thing. But there's nothing too crazy after that. That was the main big one was the one we were at. I'll never forget one of the dudes. We'll call him Giant Heart. Now, just for this fucking, this interview. Giant, Giant Heart was, fuck, he... <laughs> He went bang some hoe. He did. He did that. After he did that, this chick was just like, like disheveled, and she just had like enough. She's like, "Oh, thanks so much. Great experience." He goes out and goes to the club, gets another girl, and pulls her back to the house, and just and takes her home, and just has, has another go. I don't know if he had sex with those girls, but I remember I'm like, this guy's a beast, mate. The guy was a beast. He would. He would. Okay. There was like a point, like two o'clock in the morning, where you know the party was starting to dip a little bit, like. You know, like, I think we had like a three to one girl-guy ratio. So, the three girls to one guy. And then it went, maybe it dropped to like a two to one or a one to one girl-guy. And, 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 and Gina. Join her. Yeah. And, and Gina went to, um, went, went down to St. Kilda, just out where the main area of St. Kilda was near the beach where there's like all these restaurants and stuff. And he just went, he goes like, fuck it, I'm bringing more girls. So, he went there like by himself. And then it ended up bringing like two carloads of girls back to the party. So we were like getting guys, sending guys out to top up girls for the party <laughs> from the street. Unlike, unlike, I think it was like, was it a weekday or it was a weekend, surely? It was fucked. It, whatever it was, it was fucked. But I, I remember like, the thing is the dudes who came to that and it was all different walks of life. Like this guy's a little bit more like chilled, relaxed. It's like, it's what I realized, guys who are good in bed and guys who are like, good in any area of life it doesn't it's like so it's like everyone looks at these personality types what's that personality type it's like there's so many different personality types and there's so like some like guys are a bit more aggressive a bit more full on and some guys are a little bit more chilled laid back but it's all like that skill of understanding about women psychology sexuality and stuff like that not to mention just all the debauchery that was happening and what was fucking crazy seeing the women how they let go and they're like fucking thank god I get to be in a place and have all these experiences it's like a, a place where I get to really enjoy and let myself be free yeah they can totally express themselves and be them and not feel judged 
and you know a lot of them are pop a lot of them this is that this is the thought that i get a lot of them probably don't ever get that opportunity to explore express and explore that so when they see an, an, an opportunity in a party with a bunch of dudes that are just open and free and charismatic and have social skills and can fuck they go bananas they are like waiting for the opportunity. They're like, holy fuck, it's finally happening. And then they go bananas. They will fuck everyone. And then they will just, and then they will jet. <laughs> then they're at church on, on Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday morning with, uh, with a pre-workout hangover. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but that's, that's where it all started. And not to mention like at that time, that's when I think it was the stripping as well. And Sim wanted to do, what was the company that you... you uh, it was called Your Topless Heroes. Yeah, so... so it, was, it was a mixture of like topless bartending and stripping. And me and Andy actually was like... I remember at the start of it, I was like, Andy, we need, we need to create some routines. I need, I, need someone, I need someone with me to create some routines. He's like, all right, I'll do it. And then we, we hired a hotel for like three nights. And we spent three, three whole days and nights coming up with four individual routines to different songs yeah. with outfits. And then, this, yeah. and, and, then <laughs> and then we full choreographed the whole things ourselves. And then, and then uh, I remember the girl I was kind of seeing at the time um, knew that I had an apartment in the city. And I was with my mate and she knew I was getting into stripping and doing stripping. And I said, why don't you come down and um, bring bring your friends and we'll we'll show you our gig. And I'll show you our routines. And me, me and Andrew showed them our routine. And then I think we ended up having another, another debaucherous kind of night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's fucked about this? We had these three girls. We were, we were dancing in front of them doing our routines. And they were just judging us and giving us shit the whole night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this? This is... This is real. This is really fucked. So the whole time we're just there, we're trying to like do this, do the strip thing, and then just giving a shit like the whole time. Like we're doing the routines, like, and then we went out back, like, fuck them. We're just gonna keep doing our routines and keep doing what we got. And then I remember there was what was three girls or four girls? Was it three? No, three. three. There was three. Because three. we had to invite our yeah. our good mate Doctor uh, along for the fucking journey. Because <laughs> like Doctor, we need a fucking third. We need a third fucking um, dude just to be there because we know it's going to get nasty later. So we're going to do the routines and then we're all going to fuck. He goes, mate, are you sure? I go, doctor, we need you to check in for this one. So he was like, he was like real skeptical at the time. Like, cunt, we're giving you, all we have to do is rock up, say hi to the chick. She has to crack her body and then you, she's going to fuck you like you've never been fucked before. He goes, oh, I'll see. I'm like, what? I know, like... Dudes, if you're listening to this and you heard that story and one of your buddies like, hey, there's a cracker fucking hottie who wants to just... And we're talking about cracker. We're talking like nine and a half out of ten. Like, I'm talking cracker. Like, think of it. If you like the fake lips, the fake tits and all that, she was definitely well on her way. That type of vibe just before she hit the fucking... um, And just before she hit, uh, yeah, the the time where she could actually get her tits done. Like, kind of vibe. Yeah. And and they and they were and they were at the and they in their prime of their uh female anatomy age. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "All right, cool. He finally comes." And then all of a sudden the, the it just gets fucking real. Yeah. Whenever does it, does like if you think about this in the history of your friendship with your friends, think about this for a moment. When has your mate ever called you up like, "Hey, come to this apartment that I have. It's decked out apartment <laughs> that I have in this in the city, the penthouse, and I'm going to give you a nine and a half out of 10." On a platter, all you have to do is turn up. She's already tipsy and she's asking us, when's your friend coming? <laughs> and she's ready to fuck and she's lying on the bed, ready to go. When, think about that. Has that ever happened? 
because it should. <laughs> we should. We're we're a caring, sharing race here. <laughs> hey, what about how we revolutionized sex that night? Oh remember God! Where you were? Remember you were on top of that woman who you were um, with. Yeah, you were on top yeah. of your woman, and then what happened was I had my clothes on. Just caveat to this guy. <laughs> so Sims on top of this woman. He's really he's really going for it. And as he's on top of this woman, I run in the room with my clothes on, and he's like on top, and she's on the bottom. She's like a small little petite fucking beautiful woman. I jump on top of Sim, so I'm laying on top of Sim, and on top, so it's, I'm on top of Sim, and on top of this woman. So then we realized he got extra deep penetration and then i'm like yeah take it girl and she's like what the fuck andy you're crushing me but i like it like how deep is he inside you now well he's kind of losing his erection but fuck it so i was like all this crazy shit was going down she's like get off she's pushing me i'm like yeah you like that shit so the sex coaching started from a young age yeah. <laughs> and i started critiquing him i'm like you're doing really good so he's like shut up fuck off leave me alone <laughs> go in the room where you got your blonde girl waiting for you yeah pretty much he comes in leaves his girl just to do that then fucks off back to his room <laughs> and then of course our friend doctor, of course doctor, doctor comes in all skeptical leaves the happiest man in the world <laughs> he goes, oh, thanks guys i appreciate your time he still he, he still talks about that night and the sex he had <laughs> <laughs> he tried to message her again but she didn't get back i think it was just a one night thing where she wanted to let um her hoe loose so that's what she did yeah totally and i and and that was so that was like another conception to one of the nights and, and there was many more that we had Many more conception nights that we had to the ideas that we started to create and that were like a precedence towards the our phoenix, our na- the name of our sex party. Yeah, so we weren't living together at the time, but we had the idea of like, we want to live together. Imagine the fucking shit we'd get up to if we lived together. And you know what? We'll, 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 we'll break down everything that happened in the night, but you know what's fucking crazy about all this shit? It's like, we look back on, we call it the Barkley Brothel. We lived on a street called Barkley Street. And we look at the, we go, we call it the brothel. Because we look, when we're in it, you don't realize how insane it was and the people in that mix. But then we look back on it now and we're like, dude, what the honest fuck was that whole year of our life? That was fucked. That was fucked. That was the most debaucherous slash, like, how, how would you describe it? Like, hedonistic. Hedonistic, pleasure-seeking it's like day-to-day pleasure-seeking kind of like household. You could. It was literally my life was making bank. I had this had this really good position at a, in a corporate company, doing uh, key account project management, and I was making fucking bank, and I was training, and I was banging hoes. That was my life. <laughs> I I was I, I that that <laughs> so simply put you, banging hot chicks and making lots of money. Simply put, that's what I was doing, and you know, and the good thing is, like, work even paid for my for my um uh for all my dates because I had this unlimited corporate card that I could buy as much as I wanted on it and I was going out and having dates on it so it was fantastic yeah. and Sim like took me out quite a few times on the corporate card he goes hey just meet me at this location so then I can put her on the card and say I've taken out a client so it's fucking crazy all that shit as well and but back before that like when we're doing the stripping I remember like because this is just like this is like we're moving a little bit fast but we were always talking imagine we live together what we could do the house and this and that but when we're doing the stripping there's so many other events we did then we would there was times where we would actually oh, fuck what about even the music festivals man like this so like which which route do you guys want to hear today 
maybe just even the stripping, how we just did even more events. It was just... Yeah, yeah. And what we learned, we learned about dancing, we learned about female psychology. What was crazy? What about some of the stripping, just like the mindsets like and the stuff? We'd go to these events. They'd look at us like fucking gods when we're dancing, doing this stuff, and they'd be like, give us money. Then we'd go to the clubs and then they'd be like, we feel like we're back to ground one. It's like, what the fuck? 10 minutes ago, yeah. we're at the fucking place. Shot, like they're living it up and trying to grab our cock at any chance and then all of a sudden we go to the club and then it's like they're like oh it's a dude approaching me it's, it's so it's, different it's so crazy because you make a, such an interesting point because that psychology there that you that, that you noted so you know like we could kind of conceptualize that we were capable of potentially running these parties with mm. more girls and less guys and then we were doing stripping. So we in, in, in that domain of stripping, it was like two of us, 30 to 50 girls. And they were screaming our names and they were going crazy. And we created this psychology. And then we, and then we went to the clubs and realized we were back to ground one. Mm. So we created the psychology that we can create this party, this party event. We know that we can be at the top of the, you know, of the, of the um, sexual marketplace essentially if we actually create something that's tailored to us because from the stripping we understood the psychology that the women are going to be screaming our names and we're going to be of less abundance and they're going to have they're, they're going to be of way more abundance than us yeah. we, we can create the terms we can create our own terms and that's how the conception of phoenix kind of also was a psychological part of the conception of phoenix as well and phoenix is the sex party that we were in that was the name i had that i'm like what can we call it what can we call it and then i was mm. like phoenix and then um, Sim has a tattoo on his arm of uh, Phoenix, which was like rising from the ashes and things like this. And I'm like, holy shit. And he gave me that whole perspective. That was a big job on the tattoo, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, fucking hell. That was like uh, the first sitting I did was seven, 16, 17 hours, one sitting. That almost knocked me out. It's like long, the guy's been t- tattooing guys t- for tw- 20 years, longest sitting he's ever done. That nearly took, that fucked me. And then I went back for another 12, 13 hours on the arm. So it's like, it's a three quarter sleeve with most of my shoulders done and whatnot. And it, it means a lot to me, which is good. Has meaning behind it. But I don't think tattoos need to have meaning. I think that's... What, what was the meaning for you? So so the, the meaning the, the meaning for it was, it was my second tattoo. So the first one I got was live with the uncertainty. That's the, that's, it has our very good friends, Nick, uh, initials on it. NV, Nikolai Volodin, bless his soul. He's one of our good, good friends that passed away. Um... And the phoenix represented no matter what tough times or hard things or distress or stress you go through, no matter how much you get burnt down to the ashes, you can arise with stronger, bigger, with more power, with more, more fury, with more beautiful, yeah, beautiful fire and flame from the ashes. And that's the legend of the phoenix. You know, it, it burns down to an ash and then it gets reborn bigger, brighter and stronger. So that was kind of the... A metaphor for my life in a sense with a few events especially that one event being our friend passing away mm. um yeah so it was it had it definitely had meanings and and andy had, was meditating one day i think and, and and the image of the phoenix just came to him and it just seemed right and the name and the way we wrote the logo and and the, with the writing and everything it just it it looked awesome and we decided yeah. to, that that was the name of our that was going to be the name of our party Phoenix rose and did it fucking rise. And the reason it did this as well, because between the stripping that we did, between the strippers that fucking Sim and I fucked, the prostitutes, 
um, the prostitutes that we didn't pay for that we fucked, like, also, uh, the traveling overseas, the psychology of all these different women, all this fucking shit. Uh, when I say the prostitutes, I had a girlfriend who was a prostitute for like eight months, which was fucking crazy. But like, out of all these experiences and me doing like, uh, like understanding like a lot about the sex industry it's like why don't we put something together and all of like the education that i got all the mentors all this stuff why don't why don't we do something because we got sick and tired of going to fucking ugly as fuck venues where there's like chicks like big bad fucking chicks who like basically walk down the corridor and fucking shake the venue and not in a good way or they're fucking (laughs) or they're fucking old as fuck oh god that's amazing yeah yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. Like old, ugly as fuck. I'm like, no, we want some fucking honeys. Why the fuck can't we create our own event? There was nothing like it that we could find that had young, attractive, fucking down to earth people that were, had open mindsets that were our vibe with our ratios that weren't fat, that weren't super fucking old. Under 35. Under 35, you know? And like, why can't we create something that's niche to that market? Because there's a market for it, there's a demand for it. There's guys like us wanting it, there's girls like us wanting it. Yeah. 100%. So we were like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, we realized there's so many people repressing their own sexuality and why can't we be, um, do? Uh, why can't we make this happen? I remember, I got fucking obsessed. I watched The Eyes Wide Shut I watched Sanctum. Sanctum's a massive, like, sexuality event, like, very underground, nuanced thing. And these guys are fucking high, high level. Sometimes they're charging, like, 50000 to to $100,000 to $500,000 a ticket. I'm like, oh, this is definitely insane. And I watched the whole documentary on that. I'd be like, Sim, this guy's, dude, I gotta work. I gotta work. I'm like, no, fuck work. Let's build this up. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember you showing me Sanctum. And th- they were getting, like, billionaires coming to the events. And they were like tailoring it. So like, it was thinking about Dan Bilzerian, like, you know, him and he'll get like five, six dudes and they'll come stay at a house and they'll invite like 30 chicks and they'll have everything set up for the chicks. They'll have drinks, food, massages. Um, and then the dynamics will change where instead of the girls being sought after, the guys are being sought after. You put them in an environment where they're in there for a week and they're getting taken care of and there's only six dudes Guess what? After all the massages and all the food and all the alcohol and all the drugs that you've had, guess what? You're going to be fucking horny. And guess what? The six the six dicks waiting for you. Who are you going to pick? You, you, you'll take any one of them. And most of them are fucking jacked. And most of them are fucking looking in good, in good in shape. They're loaded. They're fucking making bank. They're smart. They're intellectual. You're going to be fighting over those dudes. Mm. So it's crazy how other people have created that conception. But we decided to create our own little personalized version of that. And that's what we did as well. We, oof, that's the thing. Everyone's like, was it a tantra event? Like, is it a hippie conscious event? Or was it like a kink event? Because I've done a lot of that stuff in the past. And same with Sim. We've like been to festivals of like hippie festivals. And we've had like hippie orgies, which was crazy. Remember that one we had under the fucking moonlight? Yeah, that was amazing. It was like a lesbian and fucking a friend. I'm sitting in the middle going. We converted the lesbian. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I wanted him. That it, like Sim got like, fuck, talk about a, a name getting your ego. I've seen you the whole f- a festival of my friend think i should fuck you if i'm gonna fuck a dude it has to be him which one is it ps i'm like what the fuck is ps mean it's like 
perfect specimen. Like, <laughs> like shut up, shut up, cunt. Fuck off. <laughs> You're bursting his ego too much. Yeah. He's going to walk around more of a strut around yeah. the festival now. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, when I walk around him, what about that photo on your Instagram where you, I look like a pixie next to you and you look jacked? I'm like, that is deliberately making yourself look good. That's what you call strategic marketing. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when the, 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 the hot chick always has the average friend and they always put the photo next to them so they always look better. Insecurity problems and daddy yeah. issues. I found the right angle that you look fucking a tenth of my size. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so then we um, did the first Phoenix. We're like, all right, how can we get people here? Oh, I did the ground game. <laughs> I, did, did. I did the ground game. This was fucked. I actually hit up. We, we hit up a lot of people who we knew. And a lot of the ex-girls who we fucked, the girls who we fucked together, girls who we just knew were just fucking degenerates like us. And also, the big one for me was, I, like, Sim had a massive following on Instagram, because he's Insta-famous, and that's what matters in life. (laughs) So then, uh, fuck, I um, went and hit the, I knew what I did best. I'm like, I'm going to hit the streets. Like, I went out there and hustled the street. That was fucking crazy. Just hustle chicken basically going, yo, what's up? Being really sexual and having a strong vibe. And that night, I think I brought about five chicks, five or six chicks to that fucking first one. That, that yeah. was, I was pretty impressed by my efforts. Like the first one, five or six chicks coming just from my back. Like, fuck yeah. I think, Sim, what you... How many did you bring? Three. About three? three? Yeah, it was three. And then yeah. we, and we had a bunch of like, how many dudes did we have? Eight or ten? Yeah, but eight, no more than ten dudes. And each, each guy brought about two to three each, I reckon. Some brought more. Yeah. You could, you could not come unless you brought at least two girls. And most girls knew what was up. That yeah. was like the prerequisite. They had to be cool. They had to be open. They had to kind of know what was up because we didn't want people rocking up and being like, we didn't we didn't know what the fuck this was. Yeah, we didn't sign up for uh, a, a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> like like you, you couldn't go out and tell a chick, hey, we're my friend's barbecue, come along. The next thing you know, everyone's wearing masks, of champagne, and everyone's getting naked and fucking. <laughs> oh, we did that. Cavalicious, cover. He like went and bought like, got props from the prop store. Like we were mm. setting the house up beautiful. Like this is when we actually moved in together. So we've missed a bit of the story, but we moved in together and we did this. And I remember the first one, it was fucking crazy. We like, let's, make this shit happen it was What's really it? cool our yeah. props were cool like we had roman pillars at the front door like think of those you know there's those marble roman pillars that you see at like the pantheon or, or whatever you call it mm. uh, there's massive pillars at the front of the of the thing we had this red carpet rolled out with these you know you know the red carpet and at the nightclubs that have those um what do you call them those poles with the fucking red with the (laughs) with the with the red wire so you like you have to line up in a line and it was amazing that inside we had like this mat all these props and like you had chandeliers and fucking candles like special candles a bike with a dildo yeah a bike with a dildo which was a hit mind you yeah (laughs) (laughs) like just getting on the bike and riding it with oh mate yeah well why don't you walk through like as you walked in what would you see in the party because it's really interesting because we, we, we thought about the setup. We didn't just set it up. We thought about how can we optimize this and how can we have different spaces for different things based on what people wanted and, mm-hmm. and how can we make them feel at home and all that kind of jazz. Because I think the way we did it was actually really nice. Yeah, so what we did when we walk in the house, it's kind of like a vibe, like a club and they feel like, this was a fucking house, might, have met, might, have, might I add, in a residential area that we just like basically turned into a, to a dungeon and our neighbor's like, what do you guys do? We're, um, we're account managers. <laughs> we, do, we do corporate work. But really, it's like 
corporate by day, hoe by night. Like it was funny. I think like, after like a third or fourth party, then even the neighbors were, were, were joining, were joining in on the party. That's the most fucked. But no, we had the neighbors coming to our Phoenix parties. Yeah. <laughs> they knew what was happening, and the best part is when they see people walking in half naked with masks, they go. What the fuck? And I think there's a few times like people out the front naked. I think it was more myself, but let's be let's be <laughs> honest. And then the neighbors like, I know what's going on there. What about the fucking Aussie dude across the road? Oh, big, big, <laughs> big, big bad Brucey. Big bad Brucey. He'd, 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 he'd come in. He'd come join us for a few titties. Oh yeah, like an Aussie, the Aussiest guy, you know. Like think about this, kind of like an Aussie. Really Aussie, chilled, laid-back guy. I think of like a, if you're American, it's like more of like a redneck kind of dude, just like really chilled, does his thing. But he just like come in with two tins, tins of fucking drink, and just drinking, is like looking at these chicks dancing. Oh, we had like so. What would happen? People would walk in. They see like a cage. They'd see like a bike with a dildo. We had like chicks locked in the cage, consensually. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing in the cage. A dude like we had a guy next door who was a drummer. He was like playing the fucking drums as well, like playing beats to the music, really deep house music to set that fucking sexy vibe. Then you walk upstairs and. In one of the rooms, there was a room. It was just like kind of like more of a chill room. Like you could say it's a tantra deep connection room yeah. for all your conscious Ooh, hippies. That's good. We had we had like a didgeridoo. We had like light the right lighting with like all these like love hearts that were like <laughs> being like beamed out into the ceiling, so you could see all these little miniature red love hearts flying around everywhere. We had all these like double mattresses in there with incense burning. We had instruments in there. We had what else? Did we had we had a box. We had a box like a big box full of condoms. We had the lube. We had what else? We had sex toys. We had oh, everything we had, in there. Sex toys. We had oh, we had a we had a sex like what is it? That's we had the oh, spanking bench. We had the spanking bench like black mamba. It says black mamba on the side. That's Sim's nickname. We had white chocolate. My nickname. And then we had the Chronicles of Lusty Burger. Fucking Jesus, Lusty Burger. Was he a sniper or what? Oh, anyway. mate. He was one of the best sharpshooters I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the chicks would come in, then all of a sudden he'd be the first one with the chicks down. The chicks up in the room with their pants down and then like, mm-hmm. And he's you. like, I'm just showing you. I'm just showing you how the technique. Remember he was on demonstrations upstairs, yeah. like teaching the girls yeah. and everyone like, well, you must be the spanking pro or the, the flog master. He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> but that was crazy. So what happened? That was in the left room. Then the right room was the like spanking bench and we had like a cross. So it was like kind of a kink event, but it was not a kink event. It was just like a sex party and then the other room. Some people were in the other children room just like having fun. Yeah. And I saw like, and then the other room was a bit more like, let's have massages and ramp this up. Or downstairs, you could just chill and dance a bit. Remember that time, man, when everyone was downstairs fucking dancing in the cage? Holy oh, yeah. That was, yeah. that was an amazing vibe. Yeah. Yeah. We had the whole downstairs packed out we had like multiple people in the cage dancing the beats were popping like people were like had everyone had a mask on so on entry would everyone would be given a personalized mask so we invested quite a bit we got the masks we got the champagne we got the drinks we got fruit platters we had chocolate platters we had everything set up we had lighting we had smoke machines i'm talking about we had heaps of props downstairs we had shishas downstairs and we were people were smoking shisha and people we're drinking like champagne from fancy glasses, dressed up in their sophisticated outfits, dancing with each other. Then they'd go upstairs and then if they wanted a little bit more, they could go upstairs and people could like adventure upstairs and go into the world of tantric, more of a tantric kind of sensual vibe or more like a little bit more of a hardcore-y kind of BDSM-y kind of 
a little bit more of that kind of vibe. It's tired of the table. Let's have some fun. Yeah, it's time to table. And there's a massage table upstairs as well. So you can oh. just go for a massage if you wanted to as well. It was like, it was a sexual utopia for people to explore and just... Fuck, one of the best nights of my life, I remember, I'm like, made four chicks squirt for the first time in one night. I walked around the house like, yeah, everyone can fucking fuck off. This is daddy's home. Yeah. And then yeah. teaching dudes in the room how to make a chick squirt, like fucking making two chicks squirt at the t- same time, tying chicks together. I remember walking in at one stage and seeing Sim just on the bed with three women at the same time. I'm like, fuck, God damn. This is a fucking hilarious oh, story. Good. I walked in the fucking room. I was like, oh my God, just checking out what's going, checking out what's going on in the different rooms. I fucking walk around the house. I walk upstairs and I see Sim in the room with three girls and they're all starting to make out and you can start to see shit's getting real. I'm like, fuck yeah. I walk in like, yo man, it's our time to shine. And he's like, get out, cunt. Like, <laughs> I looked at him like, what? He's like, get out, cunt. And then I, I saw these three fucking hot as fuck chicks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right. I just shut the door and walked out. I'm like, Fucking cocksucker! It was so funny, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I worked hard to get in the game, get three of them in there, and then I remember like a bunch of like someone's friends. It was two dudes. They even, even they rocked in and they knocked. It was, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Two dudes. just two dudes, two random dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I won't name names. <laughs> I won't name shows. I, I won't name shows. But anyway, they they knocked on the door and they and they. And they walked in to see what was going bought this, see what was going on. <laughs> but, and then I looked at them, and I also said the same thing. I'm like, get, get the fuck out with my dagger eyes. And they, and they left. And it was good. And I, I, I had a great time in there. And it was fun. And, um, oh, dude, it was fuck. It was, I was, I was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> but then after you did that, what happened? I walked in your fucking, I think you fucking one of them in the bathroom. So I walked yeah. in to try to take a piss. So I couldn't even go into one of the rooms. And then I moved on. You're in another room later. Then later that night, there's like, there's always a few stragglers. There's like a few girls stay back in the middle of the night. For a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's just me and Sim left. Two people have passed out. And this is me, Sim. And at the time, it was one of my girlfriends. Uh, and then, Sim was with this girl and then we just all looked at each other like mm-hmm, it's time to fucking rock on so we rocked for another few hours and we just passed out Jesus that was fucked what the fuck man yeah that, that was actually bananas it was it was it was complete debauchery spin the it was games like like this is just all, all the parties in one like spin the dildo women going nuts women kissing women locking people in closets because they wanted to fucking have an experience like this like it, it's just it never ends it, it literally never ends. Like every time I walk upstairs and open one of the room doors, something different would be going on. And it would just surprise me. I'd be like, what the fuck have, I, have we created? Yeah. It was amazing and it was beautiful at the same time. And it was debaucherous. At the same time, it was kind of surreal. We, we looked at each other like, man, we made this happen. It's so funny having this conversation now because it's like, it's so out of my reality and so out of Sims yeah. reality. Because like... <laughs> Maybe there's like, let's just like wrap this up in the respect of, yes, the sex parties were cool. We did all that. I'm going to do an episode like really breaking it down, um, all the different parties and what happened, what I learned. But while I've got Sim here, I was like, the sex parties were cool. Strippers, fucking being with like all these different types of women, having these experiences, being overseas, experiencing all these things with like women from different cultures and nationalities. Like, yes, yeah, sex is great, but fuck, it's like... 
what we really learned from all this like it sounds like crazy like how could this ever happen like if you like we had so much rejection so much bullshit so many like heartbreaks so many times that i was in fucking tears i've seen sim like break down through so much stuff because it's like everyone's like oh jesus christ it's just like you're so lucky to be in this position don't get me wrong there's still like times when we're like what are we doing how are we doing this but i will never forget like after all the parties, we ended up only running four parties, four like proper events like that. The Phoenixes, we ran like small little fuck, fuck um gatherings together, and Sim and I would be in hotels with girls and shit like this. Remember those nights like we'd be in hotels, we'd set it up for a girl. There's another night where we'd set like there's just so many fucking nights at, at festivals. Shit, there's a night where we had like two girls and two girls and me and another buddy like shit like this and then we go on gangbangs and orgies together he's fingering fucking chicks on sex swings I'm getting my car like all these fucking nuts off and he's in the fucking spa with three fucking honeys yeah <laughs> 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 yeah it was, it was so much crazy shit that went down and then not to mention all the traveling as well and all the crazy stories from traveling around the world and meeting, meeting all these women from different cultures like every single country pretty much having a really strong relationship and watching the tears flow as you leave from each port to embark on, a, on your next journey, knowing that you'll probably never see them again. Yeah, but and then like love, like we've we both had relationships at the same time. Mm. We both had had relationships and then broke. We both broke up in similar times and then we found like really women who we were in love with and then it didn't work out and moved on from that. And fuck, it's. Uh, We'll talk about that another time about being with women, how it's like the sex and the yeah. connection and then moving on from that and I'd how that changes you as a man. Holy Totally. Shit. How each relationship changes you. And I'd, I'd love to break that down with you in a podcast and actually talk about how each relationship has changed us and how we've changed our relationship with the feminine and women yeah. and and what it means to us now. And it's funny, like you, as you were mentioning just before, you were talking about like we've pretty much all of the all like the real crazy debaucherous stuff it's funny talking about it now yeah you know I, mean? I think this is the, probably the most in depth we've talked about it since it's actually happened long time locked in the it's, locked in the chamber it's been locked in the yeah it was locked in the chamber now we can talk about it and yeah it's funny how how much things have changed in our lives um and we thought when we were in it this is just going to get crazier and we're going to keep pushing it and pushing it but it's funny when you know things like meaning or deep intrinsic meaning for your life supersedes all of this and that's what actually all gives us erections now big mm. time more than anything the thing I think so we did all that as I was like alluding to all that stuff and you're like thinking fuck me it sounds like a movie like it does like we were in it and sometimes I was like having out of body experiences in the respect of like is this actually happening fuck like under the stars having a fucking orgy uh, fuck running our own sex parties and people are here and all this sh- like what the fuck? And it was just like, really, I can't believe this is all actually... It's funny. It got, it got to a stage where people asked me what I did on the weekend and I had to make it up. Yeah. I, I had to downplay it so much because no one would believe me. Uh-huh. Like, I'm talking about dudes that, like, friends of mine and work colleagues who are like, so what did you get into the weekend? Did you did you, did you meet any chicks? Did you, what'd you do? I couldn't tell them I, had, I fucked, like, six girls that weekend. I couldn't tell them we, we like around a sex party. I couldn't tell them any of that shit. Like it wouldn't be believable. I couldn't tell them who we were, <laughs> half the things we were doing. This is the first time actually we're we're actually bringing this out because it's most people just wouldn't believe it anyway, and they go, "It's full of shit." And I go, 
we dedicated a lot of time and effort like i remember pretty much 10 years of my life i was fucking broke because all i would focus on is how can i have the most insane sexual experiences of my life and set up this shit and understand female sexual psychology and what i was obsessed with sex obsessed with understanding this obsessed with like relationship dynamics and doing all this and so was sim but he was also he was lucky because he was really focused into fitness as well yeah yeah you were you were for for as as long as i've known you all you have done, like obsessively, is focus on the inter, like the interplay between men and women, how it works, what is what, what doesn't work. You've trial and tested almost everything that I can think of. You have such a deep fundamental understanding of women's psychology, men's psychology. You know the art forms of connection, the art forms of. Um, of sexuality like if there's anyone that i know who has gone through as much depth to understand the, the intricacies of this it's you like there's there's no one else that i know that has gone to that depth and it has actually gone and spoken gone out of his way to find the people that you can speak to and learn off and hustle to that degree like you will go and find the guy who's best at spanking you'll go and find the guy who's best at different types of BDSM play or tantric play or, t- or, t- or the, in the tantric scene or just regular, you know, sexuality or understanding women's psychology. You'll find the best of the best and you will put it all together. That's why wh- what you're doing now and creating this movement for men and, you know, you're obviously giving a lot of advice even for women like they find, find it so helpful yeah. or what you're saying because you have such a good understanding from both perspectives because you've, you've understood so much and you've gone to both sides of it and understood it. Like to get that and to understand that and then to provide that to guys that haven't had that journey because this is a specialized journey. This is something that you've gone in all in. It's not something that you've just been like, oh, I'll learn it here and there. I've seen it. I've been there and I've watched you obsess over every single part of it. I've seen the ups and lows, the downs, the, you know, the, 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 like the trying to get things off the ground, not being clear on your on your on your mission and what it was, and then getting clearer, then realizing that still wasn't clear, and then coming and honing it down to a point where you have clarity. And I see the clarity in your eyes when I speak to you when you when you run your courses and stuff. And it's really amazing to see. So yeah, kudos to that because that is something that's super powerful. It's like I teach dudes how to fuck. That's yeah. how. That's, that's yeah. how. <laughs> what do you do? I teach dudes how to fuck. People are like, what do you mean? But. Uh, thanks, man. That was, that's the obsession, and that's what happened over all the years. And that's when we actually got to a point where we're going to do the next podcast. And it's so funny. I remember, like after all that shit we've talked about today, and like all that insanity, we looked at each other and go, "What's next, man?" I remember that one time we had like ten people in mm-hmm. a room. I think it was about four dudes and six chicks. Like I think that I think it was about that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, four dudes and mm-hmm. six uh, six chicks. And we go, we looked at each other like this is crazy, but we go. I remember I was behind my girlfriend who was in there at the time, fingering two chicks while behind her while she's eating some pussy. You're fucking a chick with your buddy. And then fucking Mr. Cavalicious is fucking with the girl in the background. And then these other dudes are in here with, no, there's, yeah, one more dude with a fucking few other chicks. I'm like, what the fuck's next? Hmm. Like, we get that. We have 10 people in a room. We have, well, we have fucking, actually, we had during that conversation, like, what? We have 10 girls. Hmm. And we have 20 girls. We have 30. What's the limit? What's What's the limit? And... And and what does it mean? And what and and is this what we want? And do we get deeper satisfaction? Do we get more meaning from it? Like, 
it see I'll come back to the term that I used last podcast. It was um chode level consciousness. Yeah. Chode means like low base level consciousness. I think if we was if we were type of guys that didn't have a progressive level of thinking and we were always continually transitioning to a higher level of meaning and understanding and consciousness, that's what we would have done. We would have stuck to that idea. We would have been like, yeah, let's make it 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 girls. Let's in, keep in the room, bu- yeah. In, in, in the room and keep building this up because it's a level. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, level. It's, it's a level. Like It's just a level, but you're on, you're on the same playing field. You're just changing one metric. You're not changing the other metrics. What about the other metrics that are going to satisfy and create deeper meaning in your life? Mm. We're, we're changing so many metrics as we go. We're, 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 we're changing the one that, you know, has to do with um, deep meaning, you know, responsibility in our lives, um, um, our like maybe think, things like our legacy and, and what we want to, how we want to heal the world and help people. And there's so many other metrics that we're changing. If we would just decide to stick to the one metric, we'd be on trade level consciousness. Yeah, and no, I really like that. You talk about the having meaning and having the... Have, so what was meaning behind what we're doing gives... And you, you have to have... What was it? Discipline? You don't use the word... Uh, dis- responsibility. responsibility. So responsibility. responsibility creates meaning. Yeah. I love when you're saying that. I'm like, fuck, that's so true. And the thing is, we could have kept doing that, like having like 20 girls, 30 girls. But like, what is the point? And when a woman can't make you happy, she can make you happier in the moment because after the sex party it's like fuck the next morning we're cleaning up shit we're talking about that but it's like the true fulfillment is derived for your <clears throat> meaning and that comes from within and yeah you can be elated in the moment with these situations and these circumstances of the fucking gangbangs and the orgies but it's not truly going to be a level of depth of fulfill- fulfillment for most people don't get me wrong it's probably some fuckers out there who actually genuinely get fulfilled and that's their life purpose that's their telos as fucking Demosetini would say of like their, their highest calling and they feel lit up when they're doing that but are you lit up in the moment or is that really truly truly lighting you up or is that a form of suppression as well because I know I've definitely used sex as a form of suppression in my past because of like just like we're not wanting to think about sex and like not to mention like all the other fucking stuff that comes with sex sometimes don't get me wrong for myself um, there was like drugs there was sex there was women there was alcohol there was fucking insane fucking moments like all this shit but then Sim and I we discuss go dude this is cool but there has to be more to life than gangbangs and there has to be more to life than just fucking sexuality in the respect of just like living it at that level totally and you and and that's such a good point you make you know there's there's so much more to life that we could see and you know once we tasted something that we thought was gonna garner deeper meaning we realize it was more, you know, it's 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 more ple- pleasuristic in the moment, but the deep intrinsic meaning that we actually were seeking, and that's what we're on our journey to uncover. And we're going to keep uncovering it as it goes on, but we get, we get closer to it. Our aim gets truer every time yeah. with every year that passes. And I think it was good to do that together when we looked at it because Sim and I are very good at like, where does this actually lead? And looking at it while we're in it, where some people can't see that while they're in it. Like we mm. said, like, where's this actually leading? It's like, well, could we can do this and build this and it's a lot of attention and energy, but where do we actually want to focus our attention and energy? And the next podcast, which we're going to do, we're going to talk a lot about meaning and purpose and fulfillment through what happens like on the other side of this and where we're living this and the sex that we actually have now. Don't get me wrong, we're still having fulfilling sex then, but it's just change in their mindsets. And we'll probably look at this or listen
listen to this podcast in <laughs> in fucking 10 years time and go what the fuck were they talking about you know but it's really good to reflect and see this but the next one's going to talk about like why we stopped doing the sex parties how we've definitely changed how we doubled down on our businesses and things start to really um grow um so such a um insane proportion because we really followed our zone of genius and we really gave each other permission to like bro grow Mm. like i remember you saying dude you do you i do me and i was obsessed with sex but i was like i love teaching and i love sexuality why don't i join the two together and that's essentially why sql was formed the retreats and stuff like that as well and on that note if you are in melbourne in 20 2019 we will um i'm doing a free tour so definitely come and check out the free tour so we're going to be in sydney first brisbane and then melbourne so get check out those dates because we will be we don't usually do free talks anymore but it'll be like a two-hour event lots of sex toy giveaways lots of other giveaways and then also i'll be bringing hallie which is a sex doll and hallie will be then i'll be showing you some demonstrations and getting people up there to do some do some demonstrations and for you to get the results because we love uh, or should i say i love seeing people get the results and actually make shit fucking happen yeah a hundred percent and um i'm excited for those events too yeah um, i'll be there in the melbourne one so if any of you guys are listening and would like to even have a chat with me you're more than welcome to and i'll be interested to see what andy has to say to the to, to the rest of melbourne which would be really cool um and yeah, and, and and going back to the to the meaning thing, meaning changes. You know, as 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 you search for it, it does change, and you need to have the awareness, uh, develop the awareness sometimes in the in in the eye of the storm to like step back and be like, is this generally what's making me happy? Like, generally pull it apart, and I mean when I mean pull it apart, fucking sit there cross legged like a yogi if you want or get a pen and paper and sit, mm. there, sit there like a normal westernized person with and write on, down on a, chair. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a chair and write down is this making me is, is this fulfilling me is this a, what is actual meaning for me what's enough enough yeah or is enough enough or am I just doing this so I can tell the boys on the weekend or I can tell my work colleagues or I can make myself feel something that I'm lacking or am I just like uh, suppressing something or like running away from or hiding from something. That's why I'm doing this. So you really get in touch with that. I think that's super important. The more we got in touch with that, the more Andy went down the path of teaching and understanding sexuality and giving that to the community and providing like a healing service to everybody. And the more I went into my movement stuff, which is teaching people about health, movement, their sleep, uh, their, their gut, the interplay between spirituality, the body, the mind and all that kind of stuff. So... These are the things that give us hard-ons. These are things that we have meaning, get meaning from. And these are things that we take responsibility for and the things that we want to share. But having said that, we're always learners as well. We always want to learn and, and, and learn from other people that are following their meaning. So, yeah, 100% great point. It's, it's a level. And if you want to stay there, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to stay yeah. there and do all that stuff, we're not saying judging or condoning because we've done that. As I said, I said this at SoPod. Oh, I was up there on the stage with um, at SoPod with Pierre and I was like, we have probably, we've fucked more chicks than you and we've taken more drugs. We've done more fucked up shit, right? And the chances are we've, we're, we're probably fucking a little bit more twisted in the head than you and that's okay. But you know what? In saying all that, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. 
It doesn't really matter. We have to really sit down with ourselves and who we are. Do we still have down days and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. And they say it gets a little bit tougher the more you go up because it's like, who can you connect with? But at the same time, find those really good people who are close to you. And I can't wait for the next podcast to really break that down because yeah, if you're in the phase of going out there fucking lots of chicks, good on you, do you. But if you're actually doing it for you, because we always talk about that. How many guys go, I want to be you. You don't want to be me. You don't want to be Sim. You want to be you, but... It's good that people are going out there meeting lots of women. And it's what I've been obsessed with. It's the person I've become by putting myself in these positions. And I remember before one of the sex parties, there was a time I was fucking stressed. Like, wait, what the fuck are you doing, Sim? Like, and he's like, what, what do you mean, man? I'm like, where were you? He's like, oh, I was, I was out having dinner. Like, we set up everything. It was just me, like, fucking stressing. It's like, there's a lot of stress, like, like putting together the events, making it happen, making sure the ratio is a good make all this stuff, don't get me wrong, it was fucking insane, it was yeah. insane, and this will go down, and doesn't mean we're not going to do it again, like, I remember, remember that time though, this ties into everything, remember that time me and you had that chicken, we got McDonald's, we'll say that story before we, you can say that, but we got McDonald's delivered to us, we got McDonald's, because we dropped that chick back, so we said to this chick, do you want to go skiing? Oh my god, I remember that. Sim had this chick at the Barkley brothel, and then he's like, Oh, do you want to come in and have some fun? I'm like, Yeah, fuck it. So I'm sitting next to him, and I'm like, Looking at him, he's looking at me. I'm like, We got to the point where we are over this. Over it. Why the fuck are we doing this shit? Like, why are we fucking chicks together anymore? Like, I'm just over it. And then she's like, I don't know, where was she from? She was from Germany, and she was here for a holiday. And then I met her in maybe it was like Byron Bay or Germany. Or something. I can't remember where, where the hell I met her, but she was in Melbourne and she was here for like a weekend and she wanted to come hang out. And we were already getting to the point where we were like, oh, I can't be fucked. But then she was coming over and I couldn't be fucked, like even even doing anything with her by myself. So I was like, Andy, do you want to come and just hang out? We'll just talk shit on my bed. So we were just sitting, she was in the middle, we we're sitting on either side talking shit for fun, just shooting the shit, making it sexual just because we could, because it it's a laugh. And she was loving it. And next minute, yeah, she is skiing the slopes of uh, Mount Buller, Mount Hotham, Falls, <laughs> Fall, Falls Creek. Fucking, she's in she's in Scandinavia somewhere skiing them slopes. She is got two poles in each hand and she's sliding down each corner. <laughs> she is legit an Olympic fucking skier. She is jumping every base jump you can find and landing with precision. <laughs> remember we're telling her like quick jump and then all of a sudden each side like there's a jump and we tell her and then she'd go woo <laughs> and me and Sim are looking at each other like dude this is fucked. This is fucked. I, just, I was just like what am I doing? This is, this is ridiculous and that is a uh, a classic moment when the level changed. <laughs> and, was, and do you know what? Even that night, I was struggling to ha- half the time to get it up because so, I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to be here. And that's the thing. I tell you guys a lot. Trust your body. A lot of guys, I can't get it up. Like, why are you trying to force yourself? I'm like, I'm like, look at Sim. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking out, man. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. We took this chick back to a hostel. She said, thanks for an awesome night. All that shit. The funniest thing is, tell them the fucking McDonald's. We'll wrap it uh, up with that. Yeah, that's yeah. So good. Yeah. So... This is this is this is a neat little trick. Uh, this we we actually got more of a high, more adrenaline doing this and Ma- McDonald's please don't sue us. Yeah, so if McDonald's are listening, this wasn't us. This was our friends Tim and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim and Jerry, they actually were in the car dropping this German girl back to a hostel, and then they see McDonald's and were like, "Oh, we're hungry." We're health, don't forget we're health freaks so we would never eat McDonald's so Tim and Jerry <laughs> so Tim and Jerry drove into the McDonald's drive through and there was this neat trick that Tim actually um, found when he was uh, when he was in his younger youth so what you do is 
you or you, you're at the speaker and you order your meal and you make sure the drive through has quite a few cars in it. You order your meal, you say, I want X, Y, and Z, and then you bypass the paying station. So you keep your windows rolled up and you just roll past the paying station. So you don't pay any money and then you actually get to the, the, the window where they give you the food. And because the paying station and the food delivery station windows, they don't communicate very well. So they just hand the bags of food to the next car in line thinking it's the next order in line. So we grabbed the bags of food and we just drove off and we we're like, fuck yeah, free McDonald's. And well, what? how does that work? You, when you order food, you think you're going to get the food that you yeah. ordered or you're not going to get the food that no, you No, no. So you order the food and you think you're meant to be getting the food you order, but you can bypass the paying. So uh, you get actually the person in front of you uh, or behind you's food shit, yeah. because there's two speakers, two people ordering at the same time. So they don't know which car's which once you get to that uh, the, the, yeah. the giving station where they give you your meal. And then... We ended up getting the, a really sad meal. We got, a, <laughs> we got the worst meal like at like midnight. You would think uh, you'd was, get... It was, what, it was late. It was about what, two in the morning. Um, uh, yeah, it was That's probably two o'clock in the morning. You'd like, you'd think people would be ordering like fucking like Big a Macs. cheeseburgers, Big Mac. We were like, yeah, fucking like we get the fucking... Chips, Big, Big Macs with like, Drinks, everything. We're going to get set. We just got one paper bag and it was full of four hot cakes that had no maple syrup or no butter. So... <laughs> That was karma. That was karma saying you're both dumb cunts. <laughs> time to change your uh, time to change your life mission. Here, four hot cakes with no butter, and no maple syrup. <laughs> it was the saddest McDonald's order I've ever had in my life. Like, who the fuck orders hot cakes at two fucking in the morning or one in the morning, whatever it was? <laughs> we got home, get pissed off, laughing at the hot cakes. Like, dude, we got to change our life fucking purpose from fucking gangbangs, orgies, and bullshit like this. And that next episode, what we'll talk about is. It'll be the third, like, the best fucker I know, member edition um, number three, and really breaking that down of, like, yo, let's talk about meaning, purpose, and sexuality on a deeper um, level, and some of, the, like, the more, like, really fucking insane connections with women. And we've got so much to talk about. If you're really loving these podcasts, like, yeah, definitely let us know. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap this one up for today? No, I think I think we covered, a lot, a, like, a lot of the bases. The, the biggest one was I'm excited to talk about how the meaning has shifted. Mm. And, you know, you guys kind of have a good backstory of what kind of happened from, like, a childhood to the early 20s to now where we're almost 30. Um, you have a good backstory of how things have changed with women, with, you know, our mindset and all that kind of stuff and kind of, like, the different phases we went through and now to title them together the next podcast is going to be an awesome one it's going to be about how meaning changed and how it's continually changing and how we're aware of when it changes and how what and what what are those signals and what are the signals the universe or you give yourself saying this is not in line with me and how do you get in line with that feeling and that truth because that's so important what we might even talk about, I'm happy to talk about this, like even talking about the depth, the depth, the meaning, the obscure things that we did do in regards to trying to look for deeper meaning in regards to some psychedelic adventures, some shit like this, some totally. really um, depth of introspection and some things that will sound outside the box, but actually really was like, fuck, that was so crazy. So we'll give you perspectives that are going to be definitely not straighty 180, give you some straighty 180 stuff like very mainstream, but then go outside the mainstream which actually gave us that depth of character which is the number one thing we always talk about making men men again being the best she's ever had inside and outside the bedroom and leaving women better and wetter than you found them so that is our catchphrase that's the catchphrase for the sql podcast yep and um yeah 
thanks so much for having me on the second podcast. It's been a it's been a whirlwind. I enjoyed the first one, and this is the second one. Can't wait to to speak about the third one with you as well. Yeah, thank you so much again for being here. And if you want to reach out to Sim and know anything about movement and know anything about training and being the fittest and then in the best shape you've ever been of your life, it's not just fitness in the body; it's the mind and the soul. And Sim really delves deep into that. It is a very holistic way of training, opposed to just going I'm doing going to do a basic bicep curl. And as I said he is the best in the business and trained with the world's best and shit like this does not come around so if you are in melbourne i know um definitely hit him up also he does have an online product that will be coming out soon as well so yeah also the melbourne events are coming out all that stuff if you want sim hit me up or hit sim up directly and looking forward to speaking to you very soon but if you have listened to this whole thing thank you so much and it's been a pleasure share it with your friends and your family and make sure you're listening to listening it to listen to this in the hot tub when you are jerking off appreciate your time and thank you so much i'm andrew Mayock again and amazing sim has joined us so i will speak to you soon